Welcome to Gleaming the Tube, the podcast where Kevin and Mike watch a film in which somebody rides a skateboard at some point. Finally, a podcast where people talk about movies. Hello, Michael. Hello, Kevin. 1993's City Hunter, based on a popular manga series, was written and directed by Wang Jing and stars the great Jackie Chan as a private investigator named Ryu, who everyone refers to as City Hunter throughout the entire film. So we're just going to call him that. It's a bizarre mix of action and very broad comedy and can probably, uh, I'd say, best be looked at through the lens of this is a live action cartoon. That's, uh, I got to admit, Kevin, I had to do a lot of work to get through this movie. Uh, and I, I, I'm, first of all, I'm perfectly willing to uh, make the contention that I was not in the right mood <laughs> to watch this movie and it made it a struggle. But the more that I just relented to the fact that it's just basically a live action cartoon, the more I started to actually enjoy it. Well, it's interesting because I know after The Skateboard Kid, you and I were like, Oh, let's watch a fucking good movie for a change. So I was like, oh, City Hunter has skateboarding. We'll watch a Jackie Chan film. I hadn't seen City Hunter before, but I'd seen a bunch of other Jackie Chan films. And then, you know, I did some like pre-research before I sat down to watch it. And I noticed like Jackie Chan fans are all like, oh, this is not one of his better movies. This is Jackie Chan's least favorite movie he made. And I was just kind of like, oh boy. And um, yeah, I didn't think City Hunter was that great a movie and there have been Jackie Chan movies I've watched that I have thought have been like outstanding oh yeah yeah like I I would go as far as to say I'm a Jackie Chan fan but uh man I, this what it started at like right like first frame I was like oh Christ what is what is happening here <laughs> the, the the weird uh, the weird plot point where the guy makes him promise not to seduce his eleven-year-old daughter. I was like, "Whoa, whoa! What, what are you? What are you talking about?" <laughs> I had a hard time with that one. Honestly, all of kind of the business involving either uh, attitudes towards women, yep, or very poorly dated like gay panic jokes, I was not on board with for this movie. And I understand like it was. 25 years ago and it was a different time and it's an entire different like country and culture but I was still kind of like like every time every time someone would like punch a woman in the stomach in this movie I'd be like man this is rough like we talked a little bit in one of our episodes about sort of meeting the 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 uh the media where it was at uh at the time but I, this one I was just like man there's there sure is a lot of like ogling of boobs and punching women in the well it's weird because Wang Jing had made a movie in 1992 called Naked Killer which is an erotic thriller and it's it stars um, one of the same actresses that's in this movie and some of the comedy is pitched at the same level but that movie is so bonkers and kind of like what's going what's go, what was going on with him in terms of making an erotic thriller to me really worked. Like when I saw that movie, I think at like a midnight show at the Avon in Providence, I thought like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. This movie is insane. Um, and he had made some other movies I really like. He made God of Gamblers with 
chow yun fat. But whatever his kind of uh, milieu is mixed with Jackie Chan's whole thing, which I think, I think Jackie Chan works best when the audience kind of roots for him. Sure. Um, like it didn't work as a movie for me because, because Jackie Chan's character is very unlikable in this film. I felt the same way. I was like, is, is it me or is Jackie kind of an asshole in this movie? <laughs> and like, Jackie Chan is such an inherently likable performer that like the tension there like didn't work for me because as an audience member, you want to like Jackie Chan and you want to root for him. But then the city hunter character is such a thundering asshole. (laughs) Right. That I just spent most of the movie being confused. Yeah. I, I, I would say that that would be my primary emotion as well. I, I, you know, right, right from the start, I was like, wait, but, what does he live in the garage where they fix the exotic cars or like what is his I, yeah I, I the entire film i just kept watching it being like wait what what is happening how did we end up on a cruise ship and why does the cruise ship it, it was that was the other thing i noticed i've never watched a movie that looked more like it was being filmed on a set than this you know the movie looked like a set and the whole, the, like, there were a couple of shots where you could just see, like, lighting rigs and the, you know, above their heads. And I was like, wow, like, there's there's just no real attempt to, like, blur the line at all. I did like the idea that the entire time he was just hungry. Like, that was his whole, his whole modus operandi was he was just trying desperately to get a snack. At one point, he tries to eat a rat. Yep, <laughs> it's a little white rat. <laughs> um, there's a bizarre bit of slapstick involving a piece of toast. Yes. Like he drops the piece of toast and some dude like inadvertently steps on it and City Hunter beats the shit out of the guy for accidentally stepping on a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's not really a, 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 a story. And that was the other thing I noticed. It was about, it was like an hour and 10 minutes in before we really got to our, like a real Jackie Chan style fight. And, and I know he's... He's super well known for his stunt work. And I felt like the big, the big set piece stunt scene, the first one that showed up was the skateboarding one, but there was not a lot of stunt work or fight. Like I didn't think, I didn't think the stunt work in this movie was up to the level of Jackie Chan's best work. And I didn't really think the fight scenes were either. Like this is no drunken master too. Right. It seemed to me like there was a lot of like little gags like little fight scenes where somebody would like slide across a floor, but there was like very little like of that, that patented like fun Jackie Chan style fighting where it's like, I've I always liked in Jackie Chan movies where the two guys are fighting and it almost looks, looks like they're looking at each other like, wow, can you still believe we're still fighting? Like, you know, and this had very, very little of that. I liked the fight scene in the, in the, in the bedroom where he does the, a couple of gags with the mattress and stuff, but yeah, and then and the skateboarding scene was interesting. I, I I like that they, you know, in a lot of these movies where skateboarding is featured, I feel like they have to sort of like, it's like they tend like similar. I I think there hasn't been a single episode where we haven't mentioned the joust in Thrashing, and in this case, the joust was that they were also somehow playing field hockey while they were skateboarding in the weird monument park, which I thought, I thought was really interesting. I also thought it was fun. Like, you know, we all know Jackie Chan wants to do as much of the stunt work as he can possibly do. And that was, I, to my eye, it was absolutely Jackie Chan doing a lot of the pushing on the skateboard. 
but there was also the scene where it was like clearly like bolted to his foot and he flipped over the car <laughs> and that was i was like all right that was a lot of fun but then that was the end of the skateboarding i was like all right well <laughs> yeah the, the skateboarding i think was there more as a prop for jackie to do stunt work with than to showcase any kind of skateboarding which is fine because it, like anything in one of these movies i feel it's a prop for him to do stunt work with that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That That's the feeling I got was he was like, what else can I do? Skateboarding. And you had mentioned like how, especially the cruise ship looked weirdly like a set. And I did read that this movie was like the production was very rushed to get it out on time. Right. They wanted to release it for like the Chinese New Year of that year, right? Is that correct? I don't know that. I know that um, at the time, and he probably still does, like he had a very large fan base in Japan and this was based on like a Japanese manga. And so this was made sort of as not a tribute to, but this was made like specifically for his Japanese audience. Ah, okay. Sure. Well, yeah, it's certainly, you could see the, the rush on the screen. I was like, How about that dance number though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were a lot of like individual set pieces in this movie that I thought, that I thought kind of worked. And like you were saying with the fighting where the fighting goes on forever, it like, it reminds me of, and you know, Jackie Chan has said that Gene Kelly's like his biggest influence. It reminds me of like a Gene Kelly dance number where a lot of it's about a, the movement and B the audience seeing like how hard he's working. Yes. Yeah. I like the the dance number was funny because it very much had the feeling as though it was like filmed as a dance number, but also filmed as a party for the cast and crew. You know what I mean? You can almost see like, as the, the dance number moved on, like there was a lot of like funny, like sort of casual shots of people who were clearly like extras in the movie interacting with the dancers in a way that was surprising them in a, in a, in almost like a, 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 like an off the cuff way. And I, I, I did actually enjoy watching that a lot. Yeah. And there were um, somehow there are terrorists on the boat and one of the crew members of the boat is also a terrorist, which didn't make a ton of sense to me. There was like sort of a, a James Bond villainish card game where the cards became weapons, which is also a good time. You know? Yeah. And there were two women who I think were undercover agents it left me with a lot of questions, Kevin. <laughs> I, I, at one point, I really did. I caught myself watching the movie like fully with like a sourpuss face on. And I was like, this is all right. And then I, I kind of had to give it a rest and then come back to it because I was like, I am not in the right frame of mind for a wacky Jackie Chan comedy action film. Like I was like, honestly, like this is stupid. And then I was like, all right, I, I, maybe I should come back to this a little later on. I think there's a validity there because- this is not, this, this is probably the worst film of his I've seen. And I haven't, I, I'm by no means a Jackie Chan expert. I actually was kind of hunting around for someone who is more of a Jackie Chan expert to be on this episode with us, but uh, I couldn't really find anyone willing to do that. But, you know, right, I've, right. I've seen, I've seen Drunken Master 2. I've seen Rumble in the Bronx. I've seen Super Cop. I've seen Police Story. You know, I've seen like a fairly decent representation of what people think of as his best work. And that's not even counting the stuff he did after he kind of broke big in Hollywood with uh, Rush Hour and Shanghai New. And I thought those movies were fantastic. And I remember kind of in the early 90s where knowing about Jackie Chan movies and the crazy stunt work in them was sort of a sort of a film snob underground thing. And the whispers around that, like 
becoming more and more fevered pitch. Quentin Tarantino would talk about him in interviews. And then I remember like the MTV Movie Awards gave him like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And it all kind of came to a head when there was the Miramax release of Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, I saw Rumble in the Bronx in the theater and thought it was a super action extravaganza. I asked my wife out on our what was kind of our first date to Rumble in the Bronx. Because she was working at the library and I would go to the library to flirt with her and I'd say, hey, there's this uh, Jackie Chan movie. Would you like to go to that? And she said, sure, I would love to. And then she showed up with uh, various members of the band Pain Driver. So I was like, (laughs) well, maybe this isn't going how I hoped. (laughs) You know, the earmark of a really good first date is Aaron from Pain Driver showing up up in tow tow with with the girl you asked out. Uh, so, and then she went to England for a bit and came, and I was like, well, you know, it's, yeah, I took my shot and then she came back and we actually started dating again and got married. So happy ending there all around. Yes. <laughs> Much like Jackie Chan's uh, attempts to break into the film market, there was an attempt in the early eighties with like Cannonball Run and it didn't work out. And then a few years later, he tried again, and it did work out. It's a parallels to to my relationship with Emily. Yeah, that's a that's a nice that's a nice dot to connect. I uh, I had forgotten until this very moment that he was in at least a Cannonball Run two. He was in the first one as well. He was also there was a kung fu movie that came out in in the U.S. with him as well, trying to capitalize. I think America in the early eighties had gotten sick of attempts to shove a next Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. There were a lot of this is the next Bruce Lee's in like the late 70s, early 80s. And I think people uh, felt that none of them are Bruce Lee. And so it took it took Jackie Chan like being marketed as Jackie Chan to break through. I, I think if I'm not mistaken, the first Jackie Chan movie I ever saw was Drunken Master 2. And that one, I was really impressed by that movie. Uh, and then later on, I saw his more sort of super action stuff. But Drunken Master 2 is fantastic. Oh, it's it's probably my favorite of his movies. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would say watch that instead of City Hunter. Yeah, that's all right. That would be the takeaway. Watch Drunken Master 2 and Rumble in the Bronx. Nobody <laughs> skateboards in Drunken Master 2. Not a lot of skateboarding in Drunken Master 2. And, you know, Rumble in the Bronx has its cheesy elements as well, but I felt it, it works as a piece. I love how it's supposed to be into the Bronx, but you can see the mountains of Vancouver in the background. Yeah, and all the candy wrappers are, are like Canadian. They're all off-brand. Yeah, and everyone says a boot. And, <laughs> you know, the, the tough street gangs are riding like neon ATVs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I think maybe that's that's the big weak spot in city hunter is that the the movie the jackie chan movie itself can be a total piece of shit as long as there's some jaw-dropping stunts happening you know within the framework of the movie but with with city hunter i i I, there were really no jaw-dropping stunts there was some wacky stuff going on and a couple of fight scenes but it never really delivered that like Jackie Chan without a harness jumps from one goddamn building onto a moving boat or, you know what I mean? Like it's, there wasn't any of that to kind of like 
bring it all home for me. Now, by far the most famous scene in this movie is the Street Fighter 2 scene. That's the one that sort of has been memefied, that gets posted onto social networks by people sort of in isolation, where there's a fight scene in a video arcade and the City Hunter character is imagining that it's the video game Street Fighter 2, a video game I loved, where the bad guy is the Ken character and... City Hunter is at first the E-Honda character, although they changed the name of the character from E-Honda to E-Hondi because uh, Jackie Chan had a contract with the Mitsubishi car company and Honda is the name of a rival car company. So they changed it for the movie. And then he's dressed as uh, the Chun-Li character. You know, they do like zany stunts, like in the style of the video game where, you know, he's kind of like spinning upside down and and twirling like a top. That's the most famous scene, which I didn't think was that good. I mean, I like the Street Fighter game. I like Jackie Chan. It wasn't really working for me. Right. It it all sort of failed to deliver any of the Jackie Chan-ness that we all expect. No, man. What a bummer. I was like, we're going to watch a good movie. And then <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. I, I like nestled in. I was like ready for, like I said, I was ready for at least a rumble in the Bronx, 10 cc's of awesome super Jackie Chan action. And uh, I, it was, it was about 20 minutes in before I was like, oh man, I feel like this is not gonna, <laughs> this is not gonna happen for me. Were you cur- Were you cursing my name? I, I was, I was, it, it, admittedly, it it put me in a bit of a foul mood. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I wanted so much more from this and I didn't get it. And then there's the movie theater scene where they're playing the scene from Bruce Lee's Game of Death where Bruce is fighting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and it just made me wish that I was watching Game of Death. It's, it's funny. I, I that that I had the exact same reaction. I was like, man, if 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 your movie is going to be playing a movie of that caliber in the background, that's the risk is that people are going to be like, oh man, I should turn this off and and watch Game of Death. Why why am I wasting time with this sub Jackie Chan nonsense? Yeah, I, I just bought that very handsome Criterion box set of all of Bruce Lee's movies. I should. I should take that down off the shelf instead of watching this very poorly dubbed version that's running on Amazon. Prime. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was. It's funny that, that to me, there was a lot of moments like that where I was like, wow, I'm actually distracted by things I'd rather be doing right now. <laughs> you know, you know, it's bad when you're watching the movie thinking, yeah, I really should clear out the garage a little bit. <laughs> Perhaps I'll find an old skateboard in my garage and I can recreate some of the some of the action. Better return some work emails. <laughs> is it is it possible that this is the worst movie we've watched so far? Absolutely not. Yeah, the skateboard kid was rough. There were pockets in this movie that I thought were entertaining. It makes you wonder if how much better it would be if if you were watching a better Jack. Maybe maybe the maybe the takeaway is that we'll both go and watch one of the better Jackie Chan movies and be like, oh yeah, that's that's what it is about this guy. I haven't seen Drunken Master 2 in probably 20 years. Maybe maybe that's the big takeaway here is go and watch a better Jackie Chan movie. And the cruise ship part made me think of how on the last episode we talked about West Wing characters who we thought might have skateboarded at one time. And this one had me thinking like which characters on the love boat might have ridden a skateboard at one time. Huh. And I immediately went to Gopher. Yeah, you think so? I think Gopher might have might have skated as a teen. 
I agree. I feel like Gopher had like definitely had like a ice would have skated in the early seventies energy to him. A slalom, a slalom skater, perhaps. Yeah, I'm not saying he like he kept up with the with the sport, but I think Gopher might have uh, might have spent some time doing that. He he strikes me, you know, he's a bit of an irascible, uh, sarcastic guy. I can imagine him on the on the slalom circuit, like he's the guy who shows up with like a funny hat mm-hmm. and, and goes down <laughs> he goes down the hill. Maybe he was trying to petition Stubing to put a skate ramp on the Pacific Princess. Or at least, you know, let him like let him do some kick turns on the shuffleboard court when the on the off hours or something like that. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see like a panning shot of of Gopher's apartment, like on the main on the on the shore. And there's definitely a, a, a like an old 70s uh uh maybe like a kryptonic skateboard in the background. That plays for me. That plays for me. This is sort of uh this is the new semi-regular feature on Gleaming the Tube that I'm introducing where occasionally we will mention a television show and try and figure out which cast member had ever ridden a skateboard. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's almost like a kind of a cosplay uh, or like fan fiction. That would be more the, the, the fan fiction version of it. So before we wrap up, uh, I have a plug. I'm going to plug an appearance of mine. I am going to be on a podcast called The Flopcast. I think it's coming out the week after this is being released. It's uh, It'll be on flopcast.net. I will be discussing... 90s music, particularly uh, in relation to Providence, Rhode Island, I think, with with Kevin and Cornflake on the Flopcast, which is uh, one of my favorite podcasts. And uh, Kevin from the Flopcast was super, super helpful when I was thinking about starting up this waste of time in terms of <laughs> answering a lot of questions I had about logistics of like, okay, well, how do I get the file so it shows up on people's phones. Like <laughs> he was, he was super patient and like answered a lot of very dumb questions, which I, how do I make the talkie show up on the phone box? <laughs> so what you're telling me is, he's like, you can edit them. I don't know, Kevin. I don't know why you'd want to edit out any of the gold <laughs> that we spin on, on the old gleaming the tube podcast. Thank you for listening. Our website is gleamingthetube.net. We're on Facebook at Gleaming the Tube, and our email is gleamingpod at gmail.com. Production assistance by Liam Gray. Music by Kissing Contest. Skateboarding is not a crime. Attention, people of Earth! Looking for a way to kill half an hour every week? Try the Flopcast! It's a silly podcast about cartoons, music, comics, movies, obscure pop culture from the 70s and 80s, and chickens. (laughs) Join us! Bring coffee! We're on the ESO network. And we're at Flopcast.net. Flopcast.net.